Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left again is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How's it going, King? I'm good. I've hey! had a, a week hiatus, yeah, sorry everyone. <laughs> well, we lasted 31 shows before both of us had missed one, so... Yeah, yeah, if anything I did better, so that's good. What do you mean you did better? Well, I lasted longer without missing a show. Okay, so. <laughs> yeah, the longevity... <laughs> I wasn't in the country. <laughs> That's the only reason I didn't make it. No, no. Anyway, it's great to be back. It is great. It is yep. great. Back and in your uh, summer palace. Yes. In, uh, right in the city. Indeed. The penthouse. Yeah, the old penthouse, yeah. yeah. No, it's it's lovely. It's lovely. <laughs> yes. Yes. I have to first of all start, though, King, by saying thanks to Nikki C for last week doing the Jim and the King NFL podcast for the Jets, Jets, Jets. Yep. Yep. And she was a lot of fun to talk to. Yeah, she's absolutely going to have my job. So, fingers crossed. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed for you. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to apologise as well for for missing that. I was excited to mm. converse with her, and and sadly, I I was otherwise engaged. So, well, maybe apologies in the future. Again. Maybe in the future, we we're going to try and get her back on. I sure hope so. I Unless sure there's so. no more drama for the Jets. Yeah. No, well, we'll have her on soon. We'll, yeah, for sure. She'll be on <laughs> within weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it's time for episode thirty-two. 32, yep. And I don't know what that is in Spanish. I was going to try and say it. 32. Tres, tres dos. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So we now need to turn our attentions, King, because something massive happened in the world of NFL over the last weekend. Yeah. And that was the NFL Combine. Indeed. Indeed. Now we better just, for the uninitiated out there, yeah. King, maybe you want to tell them what the Combine is and uh, why is it important. Did you just quote Bane from... Did I? The uninitiated. The uninitiated. What is he? The only person to say it. Well, I don't know. It's just the only person I remember saying it. Mm. Um, we want to. You, what you want me to explain? What the combine is? Yeah. Fantastic. I actually had to explain this to my mum today. That's not a joke. Can we hear that one? What's the explanation you gave to your mum? Uh, she asked me if I was doing the podcast this evening mm-hmm. and how it was going, and I said I was, uh, and going well, fantastically well. Thank you for for asking, mother. Um, and she said, but the season's finished. Why are you still talking about it? <laughs> I don't know. Why are we still so, talking about it? So I said, it's the combine. I said, I'm just going to broadcast to the world mm. that I enjoy watching young, mainly African-American men run in Lycra. So for those of you who don't know what the combine is, there's a brief explanation. A brief and extremely vague explanation of what happens in the combine. Essentially, what the combine is, is uh, the select few at each position from college who have declared themselves eligible for the draft mm-hmm. um, are invited to come and work out for all 32 teams uh, in specific drills ranging from athletic drills to also then uh, interviews uh, which can only last up to 15 minutes they're quite short yes uh, and then they go on the podium and do uh, sort of pre- uh, overall press presentations and things like that so it's um it's quite varied. One thing that's really key is it's the first time they're properly assessed by completely impartial doctors. So mm. a lot of times you'll see people massively drop on the draft, not because of performances on the field, but because they find out that they've got some sort of bad knee injury or there's other issues that potentially yeah. could shorten their career. So is that an explanation? That's, a, that, great, that's is, a much better explanation. Is yeah. that good enough? Yeah. Yeah. Much the other less, stuff's much less all... sketchy than what you told your mum. The other stuff's also <laughs> true, but yeah. So. Tell your mum I said hi, by the way. Oh, anyway, well. um, yeah, so that was the... <laughs> wow, face. okay. Talking about the mothers. <laughs> so leave the mothers out of this. Yeah. I was just saying hi to her. Yeah, right. no. I, I anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I can't 
can't believe you went there. Carry on. Rome. Okay, right. So, yes. So this is where some, as you said, some people are invited to the. Not everyone is invited to the. the no, I don't know if it's still the same. It used to be like the top twenty-five players at each position. It's about that, isn't I it? I don't know if it's still exactly the same as that, but I'm pretty mm. sure that was the invites. Yeah, and not all people attend. Yeah. So we better go through some of these players then, King, because we've done some research on these players. They're going to be getting the names called in just over a month's time in the mm-hmm. draft. And so it's really important that you know who your team is picking, whether they're picking treasure or something else that rhymes with treasure. What? I can't say it without a bleep. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. Really? Yeah. Go. Go. I didn't hear a word you said. It's basically treasure <laughs> or rubbish, guys. So, uh, yeah. Okay, let's do yes. it. Can I just say, mm-hmm. I am prepping for the draft, but I have, because of last week, which continued through, not done as much prep as I normally would for a podcast, so I do apologise. I have picked out some guys, but Jim, my God, has taken on the reins mm-hmm. as we can call you a draft outsider let's call you that because neither of us are inside the league no we're completely outside you're the official draft outsider this week <sighs> I've done some work you you have a spreadsheet in front of you I this do is have, outrageous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I've joined the 21st century I yeah. just wrote so many details about the college players at each position that I have to now separate out into a into a spreadsheet yeah which will come in handy when we get to the draft Ex- yeah no for sure but it was a really really good combine it was. I've only watched a couple, but this one was much more interesting than last year. Yeah. Last year there were some problems. Um, not so much with the physical drill, drills, King, but do you remember some of the interview questions? Yeah. One of them, they are one of the uh, coaches asked how you would feel if you had a gay teammate, or if you if, ask a player if they straight if they were gay. Yeah. Um, they got reprimanded. I think they might have got sacked from the, or getting into retraining or something. Uh, that coach. Yeah. But you've got to be careful with some of these questions. They should be relevant. Um, yeah. I can't remember the guy's name. That Do you wasn't. Remember? This year, though, I don't know his name. The guy punched some or threatened to punch someone and then got sent home. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get to him later. That was Reuben Foster, a linebacker, who's yeah. almost certainly going to be taken by the Bengals, <laughs> knowing that performance. Yeah. Uh, he's basically um, Vontez Perfect, Mark, too. Yeah. Except, Great talent. Except better than Head Vontaze. like a... Had like a, a toddler. He would have been a top ten pick if yeah he hadn't have done that. He might still go top ten. The the Bengals picking at nine, I think. Why are you just automatically put putting him in the back? They do <laughs> it's need not to just me. Him. All right, Matt Miller's mock draft today did put him going to the Bengals at nine. Yes, and I can see that happening. So thank you for that Bleacher Report to give you guys some credit. Let's start King with the most important position on the field, as we're constantly told. Yeah. Which is the quarterback position. Yes, for sure. Now, you guys out there will be told again and again that there ain't no quarterback good enough to be taken in the first round. And I think what they really mean is, well, it's not the first time that we've not seen a a superstar quarterback come out of a draft. Mm -hmm. It just means there's no home run quarterback like an Andrew Luck or a Phil Rivers um, just sitting there ready to come out and be a plug-and-play starter. Yeah, I'd say, say that, yeah. But there are actually some pretty good quarterbacks there, or at least decent enough you know that they could do something I think there's going to be I said to you two in the top five I think at least two in the top ten if I'm yeah, going to go a little bit more safe maybe it's just a desperation move on some of those teams because there's a lot of those teams there that need quarterbacks I what's interesting I think I mentioned about Trubinsky, um before um, was this whole theory about 
if he stayed an extra year, he's only got 13 starts. If he stayed yeah. an extra year, would he be the first overall, a lock on first overall pick? Yeah. If he had a, de- if he had a season similar or the same as he had this year, yeah, he would be the lock to be the first overall pick. So, is he a reach in the top 10? Or are you just getting him a year early and mm. you can coach him yourself rather than watch him that's going to be, be a massive question. So we're talking about Mitch Trubisky here. He's the uh, quarterback for North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Stands at six foot one, two hundred twenty-two pounds. He ran at four point six seven forty yard dash. It's pretty rapid. Yep. Twenty-seven and a half inch vertical uh, jump. Nine point six feet broad jump. Um, he is being touted as the first quarterback getting off the board in the draft this year. He. Do you agree with that? Can I? No, ask you that? I don't either. I don't like this guy. Um, He's smaller than I thought he was. He plays bigger than six foot one, potentially. But uh, there's a couple of flags on this guy. Interesting. Um, first of all, he can be comp- one person, one NFL executive compared him on some plays to Carson Wentz, other plays to Blaine Gabbert, which should make you extremely worried. <laughs> um, was was Carson Wentz? Did you say Carson Wentz? All right, yeah. At best, Blaine see, Gabbert at worst. I see the Carson Wentz comparison and. There's a video you can watch on on YouTube. Uh, Steve Mariucci, the ex 49ers head coach, yes, does some whiteboard stuff with he some does. of his quarterbacks. Didn't impress me. Mitch Trubisky did not seem to understand what was going on. He forgot about routes um, and where people were supposed to be going. And it's a three minute video and the concept touchdown the concept, check down. Yeah. Do you know what's hilarious is he's done that for the last three years, Mariucci. Yeah. And it's always been the same concept. It's basically the same thing. Yeah. Your your wide receivers are going long. Your tight ends running across, and, yeah. Uh, and what's he doing? You're, you're is he sitting in zone, or is he running and and what tracking with man? Yeah, exactly. Um, Mitch Trubisky looked very slow on the uptake, and he I did. would I would not be happy if my team was taking him. No, and actually, I don't know if you've seen Deshaun Kaiser's video. Yes, he seemed to digest the information the exactly. much better. Yeah. Well, I was going to get onto that because uh, the next one I've got on my list here is Deshaun Kaiser. Do it. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame quarterback. Six foot four, so he's the tallest out of all the quarterbacks in the draft. Two hundred and thirty pounds is also the heaviest. He ran four point eight three in his forty time, over thirty inches um on his vertical jump, only eight point nine on his broad, but who cares about his broad jump? I mean no one cares. quarterbacks don't do long jumping. No one cares. Um he is a great athlete. The the problems with Deshaun Kaiser are his final year at college. He ended up at a four and eight in his record. Mm-hmm. Um he got benched against Stanford. Yeah. Um, yeah, the stinker. Yeah, the stinker in his last year. Yeah, he would have. He was the first overall pick coming in, uh, projected to be the first overall pick at the start of the season. Yeah, and to be fair, that the setup at Notre Dame this year was an absolute shambles. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly was getting pulled aside for shouting at players on the sideline. He was saying he was going to drop them. He was just yeah. It there were you know it was just it was a mess. A, uh, yeah, it was a mess. Absolutely. So from that perspective. I can kind of see why it could have, you know, carried over to him. Uh, but I also mentioned this a few podcasts ago. He has the size, arm strength, and physical tools that a team is going to fall in love with that guy. No one's um, questioning, I don't think, his, his natural talent. No. It's just that they were worried about that record. And his but accuracy, frankly. The, the interview he gave to Mariucci in that video, although it was very short and he completely um, nailed the the concept mm. but also when he was asking about that because he straight up asked him didn't he about the, mm. the four and eight he goes well I'm going to take that forwards I'm, I'm using that you know I, I the only thing I can do is say 
well, I've got to learn these lessons. Other quarterbacks in this draft haven't had that lesson to learn mm. about how to work through adversity. And chances are, if you're getting picked up in the first round, you're going to a team that hasn't won a lot of games last year. Yeah, yeah. And they've got to get through that same mindset. So I think he's in a much better place than uh, Deshaun Watson is my next choice here. Are you going? You're, you're just going through all of them. Um, not can, all of them. Not all of can them. Can I just say with Kaiser, the one thing I have question marks over is his footwork is so mm. sloppy, which then leads to his his he is erratic as a thrower. Yeah, he will throw interceptions. Yeah, but anyway, Deshaun Watson. Deshaun who Watson. actually I think cemented his place as the top quarterback this year. Well, he got a 28-2 and two record over the last two seasons, which is really his best stat. Um, yeah. I think being in Clemson, you're going to win a lot of games. So Yeah, but he also scored more points against what ultimately, against, frankly, could have replaced one-for-one one some of the defences in the NFL last year in, in Alabama, or over the last two years. He just seemed completely middle of the road in this pack, King. No, I think I, there's he's nothing the... that stands out for me on that guy. No, not his strong arm and excellent touch and accuracy, which was noticeable. <laughs> not the fact that his deep ball was by far and away the most impressive deep ball of this year's class in the at the combine. He's throwing the Mike Williams. It doesn't matter. No, I'm talking about when he's playing. When he's playing now, the way the way he's playing. Uh, sorry, when he played at the combine, his right. deep, his deep ball accuracy, his touch, the velocity, the the air he put on the ball as well. He was immense. He was absolutely immense. So I think he had a really good combine. The issues I have with him, sorry, before you crack on, is mm-hmm. his poison in the pocket. He does need improvement. He doesn't. He's a sneaky good athlete. He's actually a better athlete than Deshaun Kaiser, but he doesn't necessarily choose when to run uh, and when to pass. Whereas I think the comparison people a lot a lot of people are throwing out is is the Mariota one, um, mm-hmm. and I think Mariota was more polished from that perspective uh, at Oregon. Um, and he does need to take care of the football. This is the worrying stat for me. 30 takeaways in the last two seasons for Clemson. Whoops. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm not sold on that guy There's, there's question I'm marks. I'm not sold on that But guy. I think he is the best of what is a uh, sort of low floor, high ceiling crop of quarterbacks this year, I think is the best way to put them. Yeah. A sneaky pick could be Josh Dobbs from Tennessee. Yep. Six foot three, two hundred sixteen pounds. He ran four six on his forty, mm-hmm. which is really good. Thirty three inch vertical jump, so second best um, out of the quarterback group. A ten foot broad jump. He's a little. I think he's a little bit like Russell Wilson, but it's not maybe quite as good throwing out the pocket. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, he he had a really good combine. So some good stats there. Yeah. Potential for maybe second second or third round. Yeah. Pick. I think the the guy who had the best. Combine, yeah, in the quarterback class. Um, I said Watson. I think cemented his place as top QB. I know you disagree with me there, but the sleeper of of the group, I think, was Brad Kaya, who from okay. from Miami. He's again another good athlete. Uh, his footwork was was so smooth. Mm. You see him drop back, and he just looks like he just he looks like a perennial pro. Um, but one thing that really stood out to me was his accuracy and timing. Um, in the drills, leading receivers, um, you know, throwing before their breaks, leading them into the right areas and stuff. It was hugely impressive. So I think, I don't think he's a first rounder. I don't think he's a second rounder, I think. But as a third, maybe fourth round pick. A developmental. Developmental one. type guy. I think he could be a, either a really solid pro mm-hmm. or just a very good backup for the next sort of 10, 
10 to 12 years, which I know isn't sexy, but he looked really, really good, actually. I'd, I'd happily take a punt in the third, fourth round on, on that guy. My dark horse, then, of the quarterback group. Interesting. Thing we still haven't mentioned. Okay. Patrick Mahomes, the second. Mahomes, yes. Mahomes from Texas Tech. Yep. Again, he's 6'3", 215 pounds. He ran a 4'8", 40. Mm-hmm. 30-inch vertical jump, 9.5 broad. Um, the real question about Mahomes is the the scheme they run in Texas Tech. Yeah. It's not really a pro system. No, it's really not a pro system. Not at all. But I think this guy is, is moving up his draft stock and the combine did him absolutely no harm at all. No. Um, he's not a starting quarterback, I don't think, but if you can afford to sit him for the first year... Yep. Um, be a Kirk Cousins? Could be. Okay. Could be. I like this guy. He did all the throws that I wanted him to. Yep. Uh and he seems to have a really good head on his shoulders as well. So, out of that group, that's the one I would want, but obviously not, not to start. I've got yeah. some red flags on Mitch Trubisky. I don't. I haven't seen anything special from Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. I know you've you've said that you like him. Yeah, yeah. Um, He's a big game player as well. That's Trevor him. Knight, the last one I want to mention, really, is mm-hmm. quarterbacks. He had probably the best <laughs> combine. He ran a four five forty. He did a thirty five and a half inch vertical jump and a ten and a half inch broad jump. He's built like Action Man. He's just got the sketchiest passing you've ever seen in your life. So what do I, what do, what do I think then? I think <laughs> with a four five speed. Yeah, why are you a quarterback? Um, wide receiver. Yeah, Le- Braxton Miller did reasonably well at Texas at Houston this year, and uh, Ed- Edelman just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, both played quarterback at college mm. in Div One mm. at Penn State and Ohio State, two of the best colleges in the country. Um, yeah. Why are you still playing quarterback if you can run four five? And clearly, you've got the brain, you know, and the mental capacity to pick up plays and blitz schemes and <laughs> go play wide receiver. Yeah, go play. So wide I don't receiver. know why he's still. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I mean, any more quarterbacks you want to mention? No, nope, no. Nope, let's they, move on then. Okay. Let's let's running backs. Running back. I'm glad you said that. So that's next. <laughs> let's stay offense. Mind. Let's stay offense because there's been a name that's been thrown around for a couple of years now. Okay. Leonard Fournette. Oh, yeah. From LSU. For Six sure. foot one tall. He's 235 pounds, but he ran a four five one forty, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Did a 28 and a half inch vertical jump, which was not tall, but then everyone came out saying, well, who the hell cares about a running back jumping high? Yeah. And when you're that big. It wasn't going to make a difference. He's not, he is not Ezekiel Elliott. He is not going to get paid to jump over people. No. He is going to be running through people he's built like a linebacker but he catches like a wide receiver he honestly I know it sounds ridiculous because all these players are going to or not all actually most of them at the combine Mm. will be in the NFL yeah uh, or at least have a chance to play in the NFL he looks like a man amongst boys Mm. this that's how he is physically frightening he looks ready doesn't he straight away he's an all pro he looks like Adrian Peterson (laughs) body wise that beard as well is pretty impressive yeah it is it is Uh, yeah he had a good day he had a good day. Almost certainly going to be the first running back taken in the draft. Yep, not my favourite. Not the mine either. Not my favourite. Should we talk about Dalvin Cook briefly? Let's. Florida State, 5'11", which is more normal for a running back, 213 pounds. Yep. Did a 4.4940 mm-hmm. and a 30 and a half inch vertical jump, 9.6 broad. Uh, he's very natural looking running back, but he's got some shoulder issues, which is the real problem for... For Dalvin Cook. He does. And, off the field, Yeah. should we talk about assault charges? He was acquitted, but he's also been done for, uh, received a citation for animal cruelty. 
which is never good. No, no. So there's definitely some off-field problems for, for Dalvin Cook. There are indeed. He's Bagage. A, he's a first-rounder. Is he? He's going to end up... He If Dalvin Cook's available, the Colts will take him. Mm. And if he's still available, the Packers will take him. He's a first, He's not getting out of the first round. No, probably not. The top four running backs this year all ran within 0.07 seconds of each other. <laughs> so from a measurable standpoint, they all are pretty damn quick. Mm. And it, I think it's just a scheme thing, just where you think what your preference is and what you're running. Mm. Um, who, else? who was your favourite running back then? Mine? Yeah. Mine was... He hasn't changed my mind. If anything, <laughs> he's just... <laughs> I know who this is. Yeah, you do. Because I like these kind of players. Um, Christian McCaffrey, to White me. running backs. <laughs> Not even white running backs. No, I I like these what are perceived to be like tweener players Aryan oh yeah sorry yeah. oh my god <laughs> these like tweener players and his vision as a runner just pops out on tape mm. forget the combine I watch him play and he is frightening he ran a four four eight forty, which Stanford. is the fastest out of the top four that's yeah. faster than Fournette and Cook that we both talked about he's not my favourite not my favourite player oh, okay I'll my favourite player ran quicker than that Okay, let me finish Mac- my bit about yeah, McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah, let's talk about him. So he's a natural runner. He, he actually weighed a lot more than people expected him to. His measurables, like his, uh, you know, the height, weight, thing, he actually was bigger than I think people expected. He's sneaky athletic. Six foot. Yeah, six foot, weighed more, I can't remember how much it was. 197 pounds. Yeah, which is more than people, uh, people Thank thought you, he was like 180. There you go, <laughs> spreadsheet. Spreadsheet. Um, <laughs> he's sneaky athletic, he did well in all the drills. Um, and frankly, he was showing off. He He's a triple threat, mate. So, best route runner, I think, maybe in the whole draft. Forget as a running back. Mm. In the whole draft, mm. I think he might be the best route runner. He's a good kick returner as well. That's what I mean about the triple threat. There you go. He's not afraid to stay in bounds, which is another great thing for a running back. Love it. Absolutely yes. love him. And he went to Stanford, so you know he's, he's switched on. <laughs> yeah. I mean I mean that my, seriously. Yeah, okay. I mean that seriously. My My dark horse then for the running back group. Write this down, guys. Joe Williams. Okay. Joe Williams. Write down the most vanilla name ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because you're going to forget it. Otherwise. Joe Williams. There's about three Williamses in the, in the combine group. Uh, from Utah, 5 foot 11, perfect size. Uh, 205 pounds, did a 441 40. That's Woo-hoo! faster, that size. That's even quicker. He rushed for over 1,300 yards in his last seven games in college. Um, I love that. The The problem that... The reason you probably haven't heard about Joe Williams too much is that his little sister died about a year or so ago and he left the left the game. Um, so okay. he walked away from college for a few months. Um, Good for him. And he had a lot of mental issues. He's through them now. That's what he came back, had that last seven games. Yeah. Um, he says he's completely over it now. He wants to move on. He, he want, This is what his sister would have wanted for him to... Yeah, yeah. ...to, to plow on with his career. And yeah, this guy's got all the reason in the world to uh to start putting up some stats in the pro game. Absolutely. No, that's an amazing story. He um yeah, hugely impressive, great pick I think from you. Mm. And uh yeah, he's one of those guys you want to see do well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's, no, another let's standout Alvin, yeah. Alvin Kamara. Thoughts? Oh yeah. Thoughts? My spreadsheet. <laughs> he's not on your s- at he's, all? No, not at all. Not at all. He was the slowest actually of the top the main top four. That's probably why. Four five <laughs> I think he ran a four five six forty. 
Uh, I'm looking at my paper. I don't know why I haven't written that down, but I almost <laughs> certainly ran a four five six forty. Um, actually transferred from Alabama to Tennessee and only played a few games and only got about 12, 13 touches. He looked good though in the combine. He's twitchy. Mm. He is just... He's like a squirrel, that guy. Just like a flea, probably. Squirrel! Squirrel, yeah. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, just so twitchy. Lateral movement was ridiculous. And actually had better hands than I expected to see in the combine drills. Mm. Um, Dalvin Cook had decent hands. McCaffrey, as I mentioned, looked great. Everything, he like glue in his hands. But um, yeah, Kamara actually, I think, really impressed me from that perspective. There's one guy that I wasn't sure whether to put him because I want to move on to wide receivers now. Okay? Yeah, I do as well. Yeah, but uh, there's one person that sits right in the middle of these th- these two positions. That's Curtis Samuel from Ohio State. Yeah. Um, again, five eleven, hundred ninety seven pounds, mm-hmm. exactly the same as Christian McCaffrey, basically. Uh, but he ran a four three one forty. Yeah. So again, quicker than McCaffrey. Um, the same vertical jump by half an inch, and you know, one inch short of uh, McCaffrey's broad jump. This guy's uber quick. He's probably going to be a gadget X Factor type player doing shallow crossing routes. Tyreek Hill, a bit like that. Yeah, he's probably going to be catching out of the backfield. Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Curtis Samuel, I think he he did run as a running back, but he's probably a wide receiver. Yeah. Well, McCaffrey did both, didn't he? He did train. Um, did the wide you receiver and both running drills, back. Yeah. Drills. Yeah. A lot of defensive players were doing linebacker or, and safety drills. Yeah. On the back. And stuff. I like that shout. I think that he has the potential to be on highlights next year as a kick returner first. Yes. While they work out where to play him. A few him of these players we just talked about, like McCaffrey could start off just as a kick returner and then ease his way into the team. Yeah. Um, a lot of the players in, in this draft are kind of hybrid players. That always used to be a problem. Used to be a tweener. Exactly. That always used to be a, you know, um, is it Michael Sam? Yeah, what, the, the openly the, gay yeah, Missouri outside defensive linebacker. He was linebacker. always thought too small to be a defensive tackle and too slow to too, be a linebacker. Too slow to be a linebacker. So yeah, and he felt the brunt of that. Um, yeah, he was also an ass. Well, possibly. Well, he was. He was big time, and he, you know, I'm props to him for coming out and stuff. That was mm. massive. But you know, he doesn't was, mean you're not an ass. Yeah, he was an ass. Yeah. So <laughs> and uh, yeah, quickly got booted out of the league. Was but given chances more... by two, three teams. Yeah. But a lot more players now who are being referred to in kind of multiple positions are actually being seen as a, a positive now. Yeah, it's it should that, be. It's the thing now where I think ultimately it's the, the NFL is the latest in trends when it comes to football because they're so reliant upon the players. And when these guys come through and, and high school's playing the spread scheme and all yeah. of a sudden it gets in, you know, then it's in the, uh, the college game. Then it's in the pros. It's grassroots up, isn't and it, it? And it goes up, and it's all these kind of, well, actually, how are you meant to defend someone like McCaffrey, who is a sl- maybe a slightly smaller guy, but is a gen- is a genuine runner and a genuine receiver yeah. with a linebacker? You can't do it. So what do you need now? You need quicker linebackers. It's where these so tight ends have sudden, got bigger. These safeties have dropped a, into a tight end average size is six foot three. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? Yeah, yeah. How are you supposed to stop that? A linebacker's not designed to stop that. No, absolutely. So, so it's, yeah, it's, it's when... These what were tweeners, frankly, you need them now, especially in defence. Yeah. But let's talk about wide receivers then, King. Let's. Curtis Samuel was the perfect segue into the wide receiver group. Okay. Uh, we've got to start with Mike Williams, haven't we, I suppose? Yeah. Clemson. Another big boy. Consensus all, all round, you know, number one pick as wide, wide receiver. Yeah. And I'll say so. what is he? Six foot three, 225 pounds. He didn't run a 40. No. Chose not to. Doesn't need to. No. 
did a 32 and a half inch vertical jump, uh, 10 foot broad. His, he had 84 catches for 1,171 yards and 10 touchdowns last year. And a lot of those catches were highlight real plays. This is why I don't think he ran a 40 though. Because mm, you're saying, to. no, you're saying highlight <laughs> real plays because he's catching over people, isn't he? Yeah. Which means he's not outrunning people. No. Do you know what I mean? It's not, although they're highlight real and they, you know, my God, will you remember them? But when you look at players, other players that have come through, Mike Evans is an example, another big bodied receiver. Mike Evans is out running people in his highlight tapes. Yeah. And also having those highlight catches. I saw too many of Williams. I watched him a bit more after we spoke about him recently. And I do think that's why he's not running a 40. I don't, I'm not saying he's slow because he's, he's absolutely not. Is that under Sean Watson? But not I f- throwing it properly? No. No? <laughs> no. He, I think he could be like a 4-6, 4-7 kind of guy and that might mm. put some teams off. It would have been the slowest. Although so was Larry Fitzgerald. So, yeah. Uh, you know, frankly, I don't care. Let's move on. Let's move on then to the guy that uh, is no longer a, a, a secret at wide receiver, Mister John Ross from Washington. Yeah, five eleven hundred ninety pounds, but he broke the forty record held by Chris Johnson. Yeah, he ran a four two two forty, which is frightening. Frankly, it's absolutely frightening. A thirty seven inch vertical jump as well. And an eleven foot broad jump. Yes, yeah, he didn't need to do that. He's a freak. He's a freakish ha- athlete. Did you see the simulcam with him and Eisen? Eisen, they, they <laughs> Eisen gave a Eisen yard head start, twenty yard head start, and he beat him by about ten yards. Yeah, <laughs> it's outrageous. Yeah, I'd done some research prior to the combine, and John Ross was being whispered about saying this guy is is ultra quick. He's actually I don't know if you know King, but he's been in regular contact with Deshaun Jackson of the Washington Redskins. I didn't know that. And Deshaun was giving him different advice. Is this because he went to Washington University? Yes. Okay. And one of the things that Deshaun Jackson told him was that the way to be really good in the NFL is to slow down a little. If you just took... You don't have to beat them all the time with your speed. Just slow down. Just for you, you're slowing down. You feel like a lot, but it's not for everyone else. And if you just take just a little bit off, you'll end up catching a lot more balls and and the run after the catch. Mm Mm-hmm. And it really improved his... He said, it, I could see a noticeable uptick in my game since that. He finished with 1,100 yards and 18 touchdowns last year as a result. And... Can't argue with those stats. No. Uh, yeah, he looked great. I think he is a slot receiver. And do you know what I like is. is his ability... Well, he's already got the route tree down. Yeah. His As a route runner, he is. he's ready. He's ready yeah. to go, which, frankly, a lot of these guys, you talked about... Um, you know, you talked about these these players not playing, or it was the quarterbacks not being in pro style systems. Um, it's it's a real issue for wide receivers. A lot of times, you're picking players based on. I remember when Demarius Thomas came out in the draft; mm-hmm. he'd only ever run a go route in college. <laughs> All he'd done is run in a straight line. Go long, yeah, yeah. You you have no idea how these what these players are going to be like. And I know it sounds like how hard is it to turn left? You've got to make the <laughs> other other players believe that you're going to do it. Yeah, and um, ask Ross, a NASCAR driver how easy it is to turn right. Well, no one knows. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> no one's ever seen that happen. Yeah, <laughs> but the um, but Ross has already got that down, which is impressive. He very much reminds me of a. I'm going to say two players here. One you're going to love, the other one you're going to question. Okay, but he's a combination of the two, <laughs> which right. is Antonio Brown and Percy Harvin. Okay. No, no, I get that. Harvin on when he wasn't having headaches, which was every week, <laughs> yeah. was actually a really good player. Oh so. yeah. Um, I think he's that sort of that sort of talent. Helped win the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, he's. Uh, I like. I like that pick. Yeah, he's my, no longer. He's no longer a, a secret. Not my favorite. Not my favorite either. Mm. Well, obviously, I was going to pick John Ross before the combine, but since he did what he did there, yeah. Well, no. You're not going to go with the. Herd. Not going to go with the herd. No. No. Dark horse doesn't work. Doesn't apply to John Ross. Anymore. I'm worried we got the same guy because I've not told you who mine is. What? I haven't told you. <laughs> so let's do one first because I've got. I want to talk about Robert Davis from Georgia State. Nice. Six uh, three, so he is same size as Mike Williams, yeah. two hundred and nineteen pounds. He ran a four four forty, frightening at that. Yes, yeah, for that, at that, size. that height, uh, did a forty one inch vertical jump. He's Mike Evans. Yeah, and eleven point three broad jump. He almost ran out of room on the broad jump. Yeah, he's, um, he's, his he's, cousin is Thomas Davis, the linebacker for the Panthers. He actually plays for um, Georgia State Panthers. Finished his college career as a Panthers all time leading receiver, averaging just under eight yards a game. 80 yards a game, just in case that didn't sound right. Uh, 67 catches for 968 yards and five touchdowns in 2016. Uh, he's got a, the right head for playing in the pros as well. Got the right body. Got the right body and the right mentality as well. And his bloodline. Yeah, there's pedigree there. Yeah, I, um, I'm i sold, Jim. Yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> he's not my favourite get, get me a piece of that action but I've just given you a solid starter there so if you do pick if your team does pick him in the draft no worries yeah who's your favourite then out of the wide receiver group Zay Jones no it's not my dark horse mm. Zay Jones Zay, tell me about him Zay Jones is my guy um, East Carolina which I found out East Carolina I found out is a division one college <laughs> okay so that's good for him um, mm-hmm. he ran a four four six forty uh, to go with the fact he's six one um, which frankly surprised me I thought he was going to run in the sort of mid four fives maybe four six yeah um, but he ran quicker than I expected which is good mm-hmm. um, maybe well for, yeah I'm going to say effortless catching the ball he was the best in the combine his right. hands just it was just such a natural I know it sounds it's catching these are going to be professional <laughs> athletes but he was the most natural at catching um, very fluid soft hands which is good I don't think he'll drop balls um, and polished polished route runner again which is why I didn't think the speed was going to be that much of a problem because I think he could separate just in his routes mm. but then when he ran the four four six, I was you know I was like damn that's <laughs> That's the same speed as Ezekiel Elliott ran the 40 and he was running away from everyone last season. So, mm. yeah, I'll, you know, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I really liked um, I really liked him. I think his com- his comparisons may be like an Odell Beckham because of the route running ability to go with those, that, okay. that catching ability. Just say Jones isn't as flashy as Odell. So I think that he's going to catch more because he's not going to go for thing. the one-handers. Yeah, so I, uh, for me, he's he's my favourite. Okay. He's my guy. I like that guy. Zay Jones. Watch this space. Zay Jones. All right. I've written it down. There you go. Last one for me in the wide receiver group and my dark horse. Okay. Carlos Henderson from Louisiana Tech. You're making up names again. <laughs> Six foot one, 191 pounds. He ran a four four six forty, a 36 inch broad vertical jump, 10.9 broad jump. Uh, crazy. His teammate in Louisiana Tech, Trent Taylor, led the college in receiving yards. But Henderson's the more pro-ready out of the two. And this guy's a yards after the catch monster. Yak. Yak. He's yakking all over Yak. the ship. <laughs> this, yeah, honestly, if you want a slot receiver yeah. who's not being talked about still, Dark Horse. 
Yeah. <laughs> if you want to sort then... of receive a riddled with yak, then <laughs> he's riddled with Carlos it. Henderson is the is the player to watch there as the dark horse. Can we call him Sea Hens? Just because can. I don't think he'll listen, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. So that is the person I picked as my dark horse because obviously I was going to do John Ross, and then he blew up at the combine. So everyone knows about him now. He puts the C in yak. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to. Brilliant. I'm trying to come up with some slogans for him, but apparently not. There's just a couple more positions to talk about then on offense, and then we can take a break. Yep. I've okay. only got one more, but yeah. Tight end. Yep. The tightest of ends. What a great group we had in this combine for tight ends. Damn. Is a, you could throw a coconut and hit something every time in the tight end group. Um, the consensus uh, overall best tight end, got there eventually, is OJ Howard yep. from Alabama. He's my favourite. Bama. Six foot six, 249 pounds, and he ran a 4.5 second 40 yard dash king. Yeah. 30 inch vertical jump 10 foot broad jump I think Jimmy Graham I think is the only thing to say about this guy yeah pretty much uh, the one thing I will say is he's more polished than Jimmy Graham who was essentially a basketball player playing tight end when he first joined the league he's going first round OJ Howard OJ there, is, there Howard, is no way he's getting drafted anywhere but he could first go round. top. he could go top 15 he's that good oh yeah he's better than Ebron and Ebron went top 15 um, yep He's just a com- that combination of size and speed. That four five speed with that big body frame in that system as well from Bama. Yeah, under Saban, so you know he's been coached well. And frankly, one thing that separated him from the other guys we're going to mention, who I'm not taking anything away from, they were excellent. Mm-hmm. But he is the best blocker of the group because they are a run first offense in Bama. Yeah, and he's more of a kind of party piece, isn't he, in Bama? All of their runners run for hundreds and hundreds of yards every game <laughs> and he's one of the main reasons he's an yeah. excellent excellent blocker and pro ready tight end he's going to walk into a team and help him immediately yep um, should we talk about the phenom that was Bucky Hodges of Virginia Tech again 6 foot 6 mm-hmm. there's 257 pounds so that's more than OJ Howard he ran a four five forty dead uh, so just a tiny bit quicker than OJ Howard a 39 inch vertical jump so 9 inches taller on the jump than Howard why is he not playing basketball 11.2 feet broad jump and that broad jump is a new combine tight end record yeah he's one of those guys though that's going to shoot our boards because of that athleticism yes and really do you know he really reminded me of Vernon Davis when Vernon Davis came in People had him pegged as maybe a second round pick, maybe a third round pick, and then he ran a four four six or something or yeah. four four f- forty yard dash. Yeah. And everyone went, "Who are you gonna? Who's gonna cover that guy?" Mm-hmm. And for a long time, that was true. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think he is that this year. He is the winner when it comes to workout warriors. He's made himself some money. I'm gonna throw another name into the pool. He's your fave this one, isn't he? No. Okay. I'm going to throw another one first. Okay. There's too many to not mention. Yep. Adam Shaheen from Ashland. Okay. Which is why no one ever heard of him before. No. But he's, again, six foot six, 277 pounds, King. That's 20 pounds more than Bucky Hodges. He ran a 4.79 40-yard dash, 32.5-inch vertical jump, 10-foot broad. He led the team last two seasons with 127 receptions, 1,670 yards, and 26 touchdowns. Yeah, University of Ashland. 
He sounds like some you could, you could even kick him inside and play him at tackle. You could, yeah. <laughs> He's a massive. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, it, obviously, it's not a big football school, Ashland. So no, the, the competition's not as as great. But still, to put up those numbers, yeah, he's still a physical specimen. Yeah, and the four eights, four eights, impressive at that size. But um, mm. he's not, he's not a burner. But he's not my favourite. Who's your favourite? Go on then. Who's my your favourite, my favourite, my dark horse for the tight end group, Evan Engram from Mississippi, Ole Miss, oh. six foot three. So he's a baby compared to the others. Uh, Two hundred thirty-five pounds. He ran a four point four two forty. He did a 36-inch vertical jump and a 10.4-foot broad jump. So he ran a faster 40-yard dash than AJ Green or DeAndre Hopkins. And he caught everything in the drills. He's not known for blocking, but he performed well in those drills too. So for me, that put him over the top. Yeah. And he is the most complete catching and blocking if he needs to tight end coming out of this draft. Sorry, can you just go back to that that comment you just made? He outrun... To, he's a tight end. He's a tight correct? end. How tall is he? He's six foot three. He's six foot three. He's a tight end. Yeah. And he outrun two all pro. Yes. Wide receivers. Pro Bowl t- wide receivers. And AJ Green and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Yeah. And he outrun them both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there I'm was speechless. daylight. There was daylight between them. I'm speechless. On the, uh, on yeah. the simul cam. I'm speechless. I am speechless. Love and he's that. still, he's still obviously because of OJ Howard being the consensus number one tight end, and Bucky Hodges doing his crazy stuff during the combine. Mm-hmm. They're being talked about right now. But Evan Engram, he's my one to watch. He's rising up mm-hmm. draft boards at the moment. Yeah, him and Howard, I think, have separated themselves. Yeah, love now, that. There aren't many tackles to talk about. Another thing you'll hear is a, a trope in this uh, draft, but there are a few interesting players that, on the line. You can, mate, you can do this. I've not even looked at the line yet. So. The one everyone talks about is Garrett Bowles from Utah. Six foot five, three hundred pounds. He ran a four point nine five forty, twenty eight inch vertical uh, jump and a nine point five foot broad jump. He's already twenty four years old. He's gonna be twenty five when the uh, season starts. So, a bit old for um, a first round pick. Well, you know the Browns are gonna take him next, <laughs> like Brandon Whedon. <laughs> He's got a haircut like uh, Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber as well. Lloyd Christmas. Yeah. He's not great, but uh, he looks like a proper tackle. I just don't know whether you'd want to spend a first-round pick on it. No. There's just not that much out there in free agency, so someone probably will reach for Garrett Bowles. Uh, Did everything right. It's just he's lost a couple of years already of his career. So... uh, (laughs) Sorry. One that we what he's younger than both of us I know I'm saying this career we're ripping how old he is well we could still both play in the NFL if someone gives us a call right I'm I can like, be I can punt man I, I'm like Julian Edelman and Goskowski <laughs> all rolled into one player rolled yeah this is the word. with the body of Janikowski <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in the market for that oh dear I will and the hair of Kaepernick um, what someone to look at for us, anyway, on this side of the pond. Yep. Jermaine Illuminor. Texas A&M, six foot four, 325 pounds, King. Yep, big boy. But he moved to the US from London, from Landon, at 14. So, so he's, he's a local boy. So he's British, then. Start, he's only had one year of college, but he's raw, but he's got great attributes. So he's one of those people a bit like... Well, like, um, good accent. Got a great accent. Yep. Loves, <laughs> loves soccer. 
Yeah. He's one of those guys that if, they, if someone can teach him the game, then he's got a good chance of, of playing along the line somewhere. Maybe at guard. Um, but yeah, Jermaine Illuminor. Maybe maybe if it doesn't work out, it could be a security guard. Who knows? Or a bouncer. The guy's got great... Could be a bouncer in Pittsburgh. Great ap- attributes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he likes to be picked up by Joey Four in... Again, we still don't know what way. Picked but up. We don't know. Picked up in some way. My dark horse for the uh, the tackle position is Forrest Lamp. Run, Forrest, <laughs> out of Western Kentucky. You're making up names again. I'm not making up names. Forrest Lamp. We didn't even mention Mike Tyson. So, Forrest Lamp, out of Western Kentucky, six foot four, three 305 pounds. He ran a five-second 40. Uh, he played left tackle at college, and there were zero sacks allowed in his last two seasons. Yeah. Were Could all the games cancelled, though, Jim? No. Because Forrest Lamp isn't a real person. Forrest Lamp was a beast for Western Kentucky. Uh, the chance I was going to start a left guard rather than left tackle, but this is someone you can slot straight in. And Ooh. what? What? And he'll light up your day? He will illuminate the line. I like how you knew. Um. <laughs> Do you not like mine? I like, yeah, you said light up. Yeah. You know, a bit on the nose. But uh, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Well, <sighs> thought I'd switch it up. That's it. Oh, you're still doing it. All right. <laughs> Let's take a break, King, because that's a lot of players we've just gone through. We have. Everyone's saturated. Let's take a very quick break and back to talk about defensive players. Let's. Including the best player in the draft. Let's. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the Combine special. And we've just talked about offensive players, King. Yep. It's time now to delve into the defensive side of the ball. Yep. And another thing you'll be hearing, guys, is it's a defensive draft. It is, yeah. So all the quality players are on the defensive side. We've just shown that's not true because we've just talked about loads of really good players that are available on the offensive side. We have. Let's talk about defensive players then, King. Let's do it. we're going to have to start with the elephant in the room. The, the consensus number one pick in this year's draft... Yep. Defensive end, Miles Garrett from Texas A&M. Yes, indeed, yep. Six foot four, 272 pounds, ran a 4.64 40-yard dash, 41-inch vertical jump. Ridiculous. And a 10.8 broad jump. Um, let's just do some comparisons, shall we? So, he's taller than Julio Jones. Yeah. He's heavier than Gronk. He did a 10-yard split quicker than Devonta Freeman and a 40-yard dash quicker than Jarvis Landry. So, if you don't know why, hopefully you know now why this guy is going to be the number one consensus all pick. Because he's better than all those players in different positions. When you think about height, you think about Julio Jones. Weight, you think about Gronk. Quick speed, you think about Devonta Freeman. And long speed, you think about someone like Jarvis Landry. Yeah, He beats all of them. Yeah, it's mental. <laughs> so, <laughs> the thing I thought was, was absolutely crazy is the fact that he is 20 pounds heavier mm-hmm. than Khalil Mack. Yeah. And faster. Yeah. <laughs> and has longer arms. Yep. I think two inches longer, his arms are two inches longer. Mm-hmm. He ran a lot quicker. And he did 33 reps on the bench press. So he's stronger than Khalil Mack. And yeah. Khalil Mack is the reigning defensive player of the year, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I don't know what else to say about this guy. If you can't see those comparisons and, and not understand why this guy is considered the number one pick, then I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah, he's... Um, the Browns, of all teams, could mess this up. 
Yeah. But you just hope that they don't. They shouldn't. There's no reason why you should whiff on this guy for someone else. The only reason they would do it is if they really got enamoured with a quarterback. Yeah. No, I, I, he is he's by far and away the best player in the draft. And I think as it's also a position of need and they have so many holes in that team, you've got to take the best player available, especially one who is absolutely by far and away better than everyone else in the in the draft. So yeah. I agree. I agree with you. He is the best player. Let's talk about some other defensive ends then because everyone knows about Miles Garrett. There's yep. no secret there. How about Derek Barnett from Tennessee? Six foot three, 265 pounds, ran a little bit slower 40, a lot shorter vertical at 31 inches. Still not bad. And uh, he's a great pass rusher, but they're a bit unsure about his explosiveness. He's just kind of a solid runner. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't have much change of pace, but he can kind of run through an offensive line. So there's some high hopes for Derek Barnett from Tennessee. Another one is Trey Hendrickson from Florida Atlantic. That is a college, I've been assured. Yeah. Uh, he's 6'4", 270 pounds. He ran a four six five forty, so right on on pace with Miles Garrett there. Um, in his last 12 games, Trey Hendrickson got 15 tackles for a loss and nine and a half sacks as a senior. In his junior year, he recorded 13 sacks. So this guy is productive. Yeah, I agree. I, th- I think another standout to mention... Is Solomon Thomas? Yeah. Well, I've Stanford. I've got him at defensive tackle. Have you indeed? I have him at defensive end. So, <laughs> except he's a tackle. Wow. He's kind of a, a mix of both. Yeah, I think he he's is. A, he's a bit small for a defensive tackle, and he's got a bit of a short reach for defensive end. So, yeah, I think between de- her on that one, it depends on the scheme as well. If you're running a four-three and three-four, he's. I think if you're running a four-three, he's likely going to kick inside three-four. He might be playing defensive end. Yeah. My uh, my dark horse king, I don't know if you're interested, for I, defensive end. Okay. You're going to love this name. Go on then. Taco Charlton. Yes. I like Taco Charlton. Vedante is his real name, but Taco is the nickname. Taco Charlton, uh, he's six foot six, so he's the tallest mm-hmm. of the defensive ends. 272 pounds. He ran under five seconds on his 40. Um, in the last two seasons, 22 games, he had 70 tackles and 15 and a half sacks. Yeah. So if you're talking, you know, everyone else isn't going to think about um, Miles Garrett because he's going to be gone with the first pick. Mm -hmm. So if you're another team out there, chances are you're not a Browns fan, and you're thinking about a defensive end, Taco Charlton could fit straight in and be explosive. He reminds me of Eric Armstead for the 49ers. Oh, yeah? That sort of combination of, yeah, not maybe not the fastest guy, but he is powerful point of attack. He's a big, big boy. Mm-hmm. Um, can play outside and it's just going to disrupt mainly in the run game I don't see him as a pure pass rusher in the pros but I think that he is going to be a run stuffer and someone who've got some pace on a uh, linebacker behind him can yeah. can create or block up guards and tackles leading to free runs for linebackers coming through on uh, on blitz schemes so I think that people are uh, paying attention to Taco yeah I think so yeah absolutely so yeah. that's that's my little tidbit on Taco well, as you talk about Solomon Thomas, then let's talk about just a few defensive tackles. Let's. Uh, so Thomas comes out of Stanford, six three, two hundred seventy three pounds. Yeah, uh, really good broad jump, ten point five feet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he I, d- I do think he is going to have a problem. He's going to be, be maybe in a four three uh, system. Three f- I see him as a defensive end in a three four. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I don't think he's big enough to plug up the middle in a 3-4, mm. so they're going to have to kick him to one of the outside defensive end places. It's going to be um, interesting. Or, Someone's going to do something with him. Yeah, or you put him as a, a, a defensive tackle in a 4-3 uh, with, with a big plugger. Um, yeah. But gifted. Immensely talented player. Another physical specimen. Um, I, I like the Stanford thing. There's certain colleges I think you get the right coaching. Um, and Shaw over at Stanford is absolutely one of those coaches in the college game. So, well, if we're talking about defensive tackles, then the best pedigree got right now is Alabama, for sure. And Jonathan Allen, six foot three, two hundred ninety-one pounds. Yep, he is the consensus best defensive tackle in the draft. He might be the second best player in this draft, frankly. He could be. In last season, he had sixty-nine tackles, ten and a half sacks. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Mercy. Yeah, I'm getting the vapors. Yeah, I saw a mock. I said to you earlier, I saw a mock draft, and I saw Allen and Garrett both going to the Browns. The Browns, <laughs> and I know Browns fans want a quarterback. Yeah, but if you're setting your team up for the future, mm. and you get arguably the two best players in the draft to plug up the interior of your, if you can stop your opposition scoring on you, yeah, you've got to be a chance. Well, it's the whole it's the whole Carolina Panthers theory. Yeah. Worry about your secondary later and yep. just get all these players up get front. Get your front seven sorted. Get your front seven sorted, absolutely. Uh, the other, my dark horse though. Interesting. Because obviously Jonathan Allen is not a dark horse. No, he's not. Jonathan Allen is known. He is known. <laughs> Solomon Thomas has been talked about. Yes. But uh, someone I like the look of from his uh, game tape is Malik McDowell. Yeah. From Michigan. He's six foot six, so he's the tallest out of them. 296 pounds. He ran a 4.85 40 yard dash. 112 inches on this broad jump. He's got scary potential um, along the line. He just stops the run. Yeah. It's kind of a one push and he's through to the backfield. It's well, he lives just, there. Yeah, the, he lives in the backfield. I think it's mainly because of that length you talk about because he's got these really long arms. Yes. Uh, so if he gets his hands on you first... Oh, yeah, you're not going any further. You're done because linemen then just don't have the reach to actually block this guy. So, yeah, he... He's he I I do think there's question marks about boom or bust because because of his height he's some his pad he struggles with his pad level so he has a habit of being too upright which means he's he can then be for six that's so it's I mean. difficult to get down yeah and it's um that's the only question mark I have about him but he yeah he's going to be one of those guys that will flash five or six times living in the backfield and then you might see him on the ground a bit too much maybe a Nick Fairley type. Uh yeah, yeah possibly just a bit more slender hmm. than Mister Nicholas. Slender hips. Yes, yes. Nicholas <laughs> is a big boy. I now. liked Malik McDowell's uh, tape. You can check out these kind of things. You just type in their players' names into YouTube, and you can find out some information. People on them. are great. They make these little highlight compilations. So for yeah. for relative neophytes like us, it's uh you know invaluable. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not watching the entire college games. I'm no. not sure if you know. College games aren't that great, for those of you who don't know. They score about um, 400 points, but yeah, other than that. There's, yeah, the, uh, it's not very refined, is it, the college game? No, it's as quick as you can. Yeah. Quick as you can. Quick, quick, quick. Um, right, let's move, let's quick as you can then, King. Let's move on to linebackers. Let's. let's move our way backwards. Can we start with the most polarising of the linebacker group? Oh, you want to talk about Reuben Foster? I think we should start there. I think that's a good place because as far as combines go, for yeah. someone who is injured and didn't participate in any drills, yeah, had the wor- still managed to have the worst combine. Yeah, well done, Reuben Foster. Oh, do you want to 
you, we were looking at this, weren't we, in the break about uh, Ruben Foster's. You could write a story about this guy. It could be a film. Yeah, and I feel bad. How, I feel how bad. This guy's had it. I feel bad for the guy because he has had a horrific upbringing. His father was arrested for shooting his, his mum. Uh, no, it was his wife. So I don't think it was no. his mum. Right. Uh, while he his the the woman was holding Reuben Foster when he was eighteen months old. Mm-hmm. Uh, then fled and was caught sixteen years later. The dad. The dad was. Yeah, not, not the eighteen-year-old Reuben Foster. Eighteen months old. Eighteen months old. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was so He's you know just to start your life with that is uh, you know it's it's going to be hard on a guy. Um, had, but as a pure and he had an issue where, with an altercation with a hospital worker or at nurse of some sort at yeah. the combine, um, and did the whole. Do you know who I am? I'll put hands on yeah, you. Yeah. All that sort of rubbish. Um, so yeah, what 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 an idiot, basically. But as a player, unbelievable. I just don't... I, unbelievable. I would not want him anywhere near my organisation. No, and do you know what is so frustrating? I know this is... I can't... I don't want to make comparisons, but I'm going to. Is <laughs> when you see someone like Jalen Smith last year, mm-hmm. or Miles Jack last year, yeah, who neither of which had any off the field issues yep and both suffered freak injuries Smith in particular mm-hmm. frankly in once the play had finished Taylor Decker pushed him and he jarred his knee and just ruptured everything yeah Smith was the best player in last year's draft and didn't go first round didn't go first round still hasn't played a snap in the pros which was to be expected mm. But I get frustrated when people with such immense talent throw it away because they just want to be divas. We talked about it two weeks ago, didn't we? Remind me. We talked about players who... I can't remember which one it was now. But we were talking about how they just gave it away. Yeah. Yeah, probably Manziel. Or someone it like Manziel. that. Manziel. Should doesn't remember. Matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's in the past. <laughs> listen, listen to our previous podcast yeah. for that information. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he... Yeah, I don't like to see him waste of talent, but he is in the. T- if I um, I've just started doing a big board. He is in the top five players as as far as pure players go. I would I would not touch him. No, nope. I, I would I, not I, want him anywhere near my organization. That guy is toxic. Yep. Don't I, care about the talent. There are other talented guys out there that you don't have to worry about. Yep. I think he's still going to go in the top fifteen to the Bengals. Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about other. Running uh, linebackers of a running linebackers, yeah. Running linebackers, they don't just stay still. No, uh, so, <laughs> Zach Cunningham from Vanderbilt. Yep, uh, six foot four, two hundred thirty pounds, four point six seven second forty yard dash. He led the SEC with one hundred twenty five stops last year, King. Yeah, it reminds me of Sean Lee. Mm. Mm. Sean Lee to me, basically, not, not a crazy good athlete, but good enough to do the job and has instincts just to, to he's just always around the football right in the green zone of all of his um, different stats with mm-hmm. workout and everything you know nothing spiking but yep just does bad. everything very good Aubrey average yep but it guarantees you're going to get picked in the first couple of rounds yep <laughs> um, how about Tyus Bowser in my uh, you're making names up again Jim <laughs> my fake names list Tyus Bowser out of Houston uh, 6'3 244 pounds he was basically the same as that Cunningham. Um, he played basketball for two seasons before settling on football, uh, but last season had 12 tackles for a loss and eight and a half sacks in eight games. That's productive. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
Yeah. So for a linebacker to be getting that kind of penetration and uh, and hurting the quarterback, yeah, that's gonna it's gonna get on some people's um, draft boards. Yeah, he's gonna be on some radars. I don't. Tyus Bowser. Yeah, I don't see him as a first rounder, but I no. think that he could. Uh, we've seen players. Uh, was it Emmanuel Ogba last year get picked in the second round, come in and, and have some production? Mm. He could be one of those guys, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, second or third round. Um, yeah, he'll get snapped. But my dark horse for linebacker. Oh, here we go. It's not really a dark horse anymore because he had such a good combine. But uh, Harson Reddick. Yes, Harson Reddick from Temple. Temple, yeah. Temple places. Uh, six foot two, two hundred thirty-seven pounds. A four point five two forty-yard dash for a linebacker. A Thirty-six and a half inch vertical jump. Eleven foot broad jump. That broad jump at eleven foot tied for third best among defensive linemen and linebackers since two thousand six. So only Darren Lee and AJ Hawk have jumped as far on their broad jump. Uh, last year he had sixty-five tackles and nine and a half sacks. What was his forty? Four point five two. Yeah. So quicker than Zach Cunningham and Tyus Bowser, and he had an eleven-foot broad jump. Yeah, that kind of athleticism sort of screams Patrick Willis to me. But I've not yeah. watched enough tape of him, so he, I don't know. You probably know better than I do at the moment. He, yeah, he's one of those guys that they think is going to be all over the foot. A bit like a kind of Ryan Shazier, Patrick Willis type, who can just get everywhere. Yeah. And Telvin, cover, Telvin cover Smith as well. Man as well. coverage, he's great. Yeah. Uh, he's quick enough to help out his own. Yeah, this this one should get picked first round. Yeah, that's... I think. that's late late of, first round, Harson Reddick's going to be... Yeah, we talked about the whole scheme thing now where you need these players that can... You can't have slow linebackers. And, no. and the likes of Darren Lee, who had a really solid end to the season Smith who we both picked as one of the best linebackers in the league last year even Levante David uh, who's who's quietly gone about having a really really good se- um, career yeah. with the Bucks all these guys are you know just these wicked athletic fast guys who frankly need to be able to cover uh, mm. in this NFL these sort of this day and age so um, yeah there's so, going to be there's going to be a spot roster spot for that guy in the first round write his name down guys Harson mm. Reddick. Harson Reddick. Let's move on to safety. Unless there's another linebacker you want to talk no, about. No, no, no. I'm all good with those. You've covered Excellent. everyone off. Okay. So, well. Not everyone. Not everyone. But everyone I wouldn't <laughs> ones I cared off. about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I've got four safeties to talk about. Intriguing. You go. Well, we'll start with Jabril Preppers. Let's. From Michigan again. Yep. Six foot one, 205 pounds. He's a, he ran a 4.46 40 yard dash. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of a hybrid player, so he can blitz, cover, and chase. He's just a little undersized for a linebacker. Um, a bit like Reuben Foster. His dad was in jail most of his childhood. His brother was shot and killed seven years ago as well. So, not had this, the calmest of upbringings. No. But uh, Jabril Peppers is going to be great at strong safety. He's not really good enough to... He's not a, like a, a corner. He's not good enough to really cover um, number one receivers. But to come down, give extra pressure on the uh, the inside, this guy's going to be dangerous. Yeah, he reminds me of Tyron Matthew a bit in the mm. fact, like you said, actually. Maybe not quite as good in the back, but... Yeah, I don't think he's as good as coverage. I think Tyron Matthew could genuinely make a living as a, a slot corner. He's taller than Tyron Matthew. Um, but he's bigger. Um, but the instincts when it comes to blitzing, um, yeah. coming down in the box and smashing people, I think yep. maybe an L. Thomas then probably is a better comparison. But mm. I think he's uh, he's one of those elite safeties, um, you know, waiting to join the NFL. He'll, so. he'll go straight in to a team. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he's, he'll be uh, he'll be a nice pickup for whoever whoever grabs him. Another one that was talked about heavily is Jamal Adams from LSU. 
Again, six foot one seems to be the standard height for a safety right now. Yep. 213 pounds. He ran a 4.56 40 yard dash. Um, the interesting about Jamal Adams is what he did last year in college. Mm-hmm. Just going to rattle some stats off, King, which is really interesting. Just go. <laughs> Jeez. 14.2% of his snaps were at linebacker. 14.1% of his snaps were at strong safety. 38.8, sorry, 32.8% of his snaps at slot corner, 38.5% of his snaps at free safety, and three snaps at edge, edge corner. Love that. So he went everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. Yep. Along the secondary. Yep. Um, which means that you can put him anywhere, pretty much. I mean, he's probably going to be a free safety. I'd leave him at free safety, and what I love is the fact that you can move him into the box and put him on tight ends. This is exactly what you want. When you, you want someone to cover. When you get suspensions, when you, you want people to have to rotate out of the lineup. Yep. Jamal Adams can be their three down, um, just covering everything, basically. Yeah, I really look for this stuff in the draft, actually. It's, re- it's actually quite important to me when I go through. I know it, it means absolutely nothing to NFL teams, but from my perspective, it's how I differentiate players. Um, I mentioned. Um, to last year's draft or uh, post last year's draft how much I, I rated Ezekiel Elliott yeah because he played wide receiver in high school yeah and was an all-state wide receiver in high school so from that perspective those kind of things and this this isn't high school level this is LSU which is frankly a secondary machine just to na- you know just to name a few Morris Claiborne had a really good year last year for the Cowboys you've got Patrick Peterson who's a perennial all-pro and I'll wait Tyron Matthew as well. He's also from LSU as a defensive back. So they're just churning out players. It's like Clemson with wide receivers at the moment. Yeah, They're just churning out players. And this guy's another special, special talent. So yeah, he's one of the ones that's being talked about. I didn't know that it was that much of a breakdown. So that was... I know you don't like stats. And I know you were, con- <laughs> you were conscious then, Jim, but you weren't right to be. All right? Yeah. You believe in yourself, okay? Because that was excellent. I don't want it to sound too forced, but you know. No, that was in, that was intriguing. I thought it was interesting for people to know just how much he'd kind of been split along the place in LSU. He wasn't just doing one thing there. He was being asked to do everything, and clearly he did it all very well. Yeah, and just so you know, Jim, we all believe in you. So thank you for that stuff. Thanks, man. Thank you for that stuff. Um, just want to mention Justin Evans for Texas A&M. Uh, he, I don't think he actually performed at the Combine. But I wanted to mention him because 87 tackles and four interceptions last year in the bad Aggies team mm-hmm. uh, means that come the draft, he might still get picked up early. Yeah, it could do. Despite the fact he didn't really, he didn't turn up at the draft. Yeah, uh, late, the combine. Late late first, maybe. Early yeah. second. But yeah, I think he's going to come off the board relatively, relatively early. If not first day, then uh, early day two. Not my dark horse, though. Who's your dark horse? My dark horse at safety. Okay. Hold your horses. It's Obi Melifonwu. Great pronunciation. Thank you. From Connecticut. Excellent. Connecticut. Six foot four, so he's the tallest of the safeties that we just mentioned. 219 pounds, the heaviest. Quickest as well. He ran a 4-4-40. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. But even more ridiculous was his vertical jump, 44 inches. King. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and bearing in mind, I, I'm not mad at this his jumping ability but it's to be expected from a Yukon perspective because Yukon is known for its basketball the Huskies are renowned mm. for their basketball ability so I'm not surprised at that but he uh, was it Byron Jones a few years ago who did that as well yeah Byron Jones just blew up at the combine where was he from can't remember Yukon was he 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think there's there's something they're feeding those boys down there. So it's uh, he's another action man lookalike as well. I don't know if you see he's sculpted. Frightening. 118 tackles and four interceptions last season as well. Best position at free safety. So write it down. Obi Malifonwu is going early. He is. Write it down if you can. <laughs> yeah. You get 10 points if you can spell yeah, it correctly. Just, without looking on Google. Yeah. <laughs> Melifonwu. It's how it sounds. Yeah. It's how it's spelled how it sounds. <laughs> you won't go wrong. Uh, we've only got one more thing to talk about then, King, and that's cornerbacks. Yep. And then we can go and rest. We can. So, the number one person people are talking about, yep. Marshawn Lattimore from Ohio State. Yep. 6'1", 192 pounds. He ran, hold on to it, 4.36 seconds on yep. his 40. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 11-foot uh, broad jump. Again, it's crazy. He did 41 tackles and four interceptions in 2016, but he's only played one year starting at edge corner. Yes. Which is the only thing that might be a little bit of a flag against this guy. Okay. Coming in and being um, a starter. Um, against the one number one receiver. Yeah, they did have a first rounder in Eli. Well, top ten pick in Eli Apple playing outside corner last season. Yeah, went temp to the Giants. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. So he's only had one year starting edge corner. Yeah, yeah. But there is a reason. I'm so we, yeah. I'm it's not that he wasn't guy. good enough to play. Yeah, there. I'm defending the guy. I'm they, saying there's not as much experience. Yeah, there was a top ten pick ahead of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm not disputing with you. I'm just saying there is a reason for those who don't know. Eli yeah. Apple was ahead of him at Ohio State last season. For those that are interested, Matt Miller, our writer, uh, did a mock draft today and had him going to the Jets. Yes. Six. I think it is it six. I didn't see. I didn't see. Anyway, he had him going there. Um, yeah. I do believe we have to give happen. him a shout out. So, Matt Miller. Matt Miller. Who works for... The NFL. The NFL. Yeah. Bleacher Report, yeah. 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 And uh, maybe other... Maybe freelance, I'm guessing. Maybe other freelance stuff. <laughs> yeah. No one knows. He's not He's not tied down. But his name is Matt. Matt Miller. Yes. Uh, next one along then. Fabian Moreau. Cornerback for UCLA. Yeah. Six for 194 pounds. He ran even quicker than Marshall Lattimore. He ran a 4.35 40-yard dash. Which is why I've nicked it, nicknamed him because of the Fabian name. Fabulous. The Flying Frenchman. Ooh. There you go. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The flying Fabian Fren- Moreau. So he's going to go to the, the Saints, I'm guessing. We, with that French name. Well, all the Colts. Him oh, and Moncrief. The Redskins. Him and Moncrief. Moncrief, mon Dieu. <laughs> Moreau. Um, he's an outstanding press corner versus number one receivers. So you pick him up, slot him in. Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, there's some good press guys, actually, this year. It's rare that you can... Normally there's one or two in a draft, but actually we, we've got a really deep draft class here at defensive backs. So yeah, he abs- the flying Frenchman absolutely can cover man, which is great. I've got two more people to talk about, King. Go, I'm intrigued. First one then, Dory Jackson. Love it. USC. Yep. Five foot eleven, 185 pounds, but he ran a 4.42 40 yard dash, and he's just a great athlete. He's a proper slot corner. And he's been productive in kick returns as well. So yeah, last year he returned two kick returns mm-hmm. and two punt returns for touchdowns. Do you think he can kick outside or is he purely a slot receiver? Uh, corner, sorry. I think he's probably just a slot. He's like a nickel guy, right, okay. Yeah, so hope, well, chances are he'll come in as a kick returner starting off at a team okay. and then work his way, you know, if they, if they need to um, 
spend any more time with him. Yeah. Well, frankly, even the top outside guys, Jalen Ramsey started the season as a slot corner, so... Yeah. Um, nothing not a bad wrong thing. with that. There's nothing wrong with that, no. no. Teams need them now, they're, especially now that they're playing such spread offences. Mm-hmm. It's uh, You need to be three, four, five deep at cornerback. Yes. So, yeah, he is going to have a job for a long time. The last one that we're going to talk about, King, is my dark horse for the cornerback group. I'm intrigued. Quincy Wilson. Quincy Wilson, yeah. Quincy Wilson from Florida. Mm-hmm. He's six foot one, 213 pounds, so he's the heaviest out of the group. He ran a 4.5440. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2016, he had three interceptions, but better than that, he allowed less than 40% pass completion. Yep. Which is what you want, right? From yep. a cornerback? Absolutely. I've got one word for you as well. Yeah. Thumper. Thumper. He's a big boy, as you said, yeah. but he absolutely puts his body in there. Yes. Do you know who you can tell we played with last season? Keanu. Neil. Whoa. Can you imagine those two defensive backs? Yeah. In college. Mm. Frightening. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> Frightening. Yeah, it does. It when does. it happens, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like when Tyrone Matthew and Patrick Peterson played together. But it's... Yeah. So, from that perspective, he's a... Well, he uses his big frame and isn't afraid of contact. So, good luck running his way. That's my dark horse for the cornerback group. Love so, that. Not talked about as much, but that guy is solid. He is solid. Good choice. And with that, King, my spreadsheet is finished. You've covered who I wanted to cover, so I'm good as well, <laughs> to be fair. Excellent. Yeah. Nice, mate. That spreadsheet did you well. <sighs> I doubt I could remember all of that. Are you sponsored by the NFL? Because you're using a Surface. Well, I didn't want to say anything, but uh, you're not sponsored by the NFL? No, I'm not. Oh, sorry. This is all Sponsored by Adidas. That's why I've got my own island. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so those are the players that we spotted during the combine and before the combine. Yeah, um, we're looking forward to see where they go in the draft and leaving the combine early. Yeah, <laughs> you know, some yeah. of them you're forced to leave early. Um, so yeah, if you want to have any more information about those players, then by all means, re-listen to the podcast and uh, check out YouTube to see some of their videos. Um, if you have got any questions about a certain group of players hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King um, we can tell you about certain players we might go into more detail than we've gone into right now yeah um, even if you want to know who your team's drafting yeah who we think your team's going to draft absolutely hit us up yeah so that's the idea guys mm-hmm. um, we're going to be back next week we've got more things to do we and we, yeah that's right King this break we talked about is going well isn't it <laughs> forcing you out of your, your king size mattress and uh, coming and doing these sorry about that mate I know you fight crime at night I do but uh, I want to keep doing podcasts the idea is to get through to the draft it's going to be really difficult but we're going to try it we're okay. going to try it okay because we've got high hopes for the draft yep and it's going to be a lot of fun it will be it is the 27th of April, guys. So if you want to stay up and watch it, like we're going to stay up and watch that first round, get the day off work on Friday. Want to be responsible. Don't want you driving to work really, really tired and hungover. And that could be causing an accident. So take the day off on Friday. Crack open a few beers. We're going to be doing a lot of video stuff, I think, on the Night King. Probably streaming some stuff, maybe. We might even try a hand at that. Who knows? Oof. Well, you know, because you have social media. but <laughs> And I do all the technical stuff. I don't. Podcast. I don't. <laughs> you just show up I'm to your t- own house. I'm the talent. <laughs> yeah, you are the talent. You remind me of it every day. Every day. Thank you. 
But yes, that was the podcast, guys. I hope you enjoyed the the combine special. Uh, if you didn't know anything about any of the players, hopefully you know a little bit more now. Mm-hmm. And don't worry if the names that everyone talks about is gone by the time your teams get around to pick, because we've just given you a few dozen names that are great that you could still be picking. Yeah, and some of the ones Jim mentioned are real names as well. Some of them. Can you find out which ones weren't <laughs> real names? <laughs> Mike oh. Tyson is in this uh, draft as well. I don't know if he is. He, I he just don't know if I can it. trust you anymore, Jim. <laughs> well, there we go. That's it. Okay, guys. So that's it. Thanks very much for listening. Until next week, though, I've been Jim. That's been The King. And we'll see you next week. Bye.